This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into hour number one of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free. You know those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month to access their websites. Ours is free, so enjoy that on us at freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight, including the dismal situation that the military is facing when it comes to the quality of their recruits. We'll get to that. But first, to the world of pornography. And I'm curious, uh, since we've got uh, the most listeners to our Saturday show. Surely there's someone out there that is anti-pornography. Someone that would like to see the government ban pornography altogether. We'd like to hear from you if you're out there at 800-259-9231 as to why and how you even think that's possible. In fact, this uh, story from the International Herald Tribune is going to outline, it's not the purpose of the story, but it's going to outline the reason why uh, that's that exact thing is impossible. That is banning pornography, because decentralization of the marketplace, as far as producers are concerned, uh, and even consumers, I guess, but producers for the most part, is really contributing to uh, a bit of a change in the pornography business. It's not one that the established pornographers really like very much. Right. There's um, there's always there's been a few companies out in California that produce pornography. And they've pretty much had the market cornered back when it was expensive to produce these things. Um, you know, you had to have cameras and camera guys and, you know, a whole... Editing equipment. Yeah, you had to have a whole uh, sure. video company going. Distribution networks and basically the... Now a guy can do it with a webcam. Right. The core of the story is that um, this is the same sort of story that's being told across the board in, in entertainment, in the entertainment world. It's happening in music. It's happening in, in, vi- in video production. It's happening in, in movies. And now it's happening in pornography. Anyway, it's from, uh, again, the International Herald Tribune. The Internet was supposed to be a tremendous boon for the pornography industry, creating a global market of images and videos accessible from the privacy of a home computer. For a time, it worked, with wider distribution and social acceptance driving a steady increase in sales. But now the established pornography business is in decline, and the Internet is being held as responsible. The online availability of copious, free, or low-cost photos and videos has begun to take a fierce toll on sales of X-rated DVDs. Inexpensive digital technology has paved the way for aspiring amateur uh, photographers or pornographers who are flooding the market, while everyone in the industry is giving away more material to lure paying customers. And unlike uh, consumers looking for music and other media, viewers of pornography don't seem to mind giving up brand-name producers and performers for anonymous ones, or a well-lighted movie set for a ratty couch at an amateur videographer's house. Yuck. After years of essentially steady increases, sales and rentals of uh, pornographic videos were $3.62 billion in 2006. That's a pretty healthy number. However, it's down from $4.28 billion in 2005. A good bit down. That's a a tremendous percentage, actually. Yeah, that's Uh, that's a lot of the little guys on the fringe are are out of biz. Uh, According to estimates by the industry uh, trade publication AVN, if the situation doesn't change, the overall uh, overall $13 billion sex-related entertainment market may shrink this year, says Paul Fishbein, president of the AVN Media Network, the uh, magazine's publisher. The industry's online revenue is substantial, but it's not growing quickly enough to make up for the drop in video income. So, 
to some of you, uh, you out there who might be the anti-porn crusaders, this might sound like good news on its face. You know, the idea that the industry, the porn business, has dropped from $4.28 billion in sales of videos in one year to $3.62 billion the year after. You'd think that's good news, but um, for you guys, not so good. It doesn't mean porn's any less popular. Porn is probably more popular than it ever has been. It's more access- accessible uh, than it ever has been. It's just that the, the old school producers are having a tougher time doing business now. I would have guessed, I mean, it, it's, it's just a thought that, uh, you know, mostly men produ- uh, uh, consuming porn, just a guess. Probably. Um, likely. So it would seem like guys would pick their favorite porn star gals that they like to watch mm. um, and that they would follow them and therefore they would stick with the large producers. It, you know, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I, I'm not sure about that. I'm Apparently not, a, not. I personally am not a, a porn addict, so I can't really speak to that. It's um, not like I've never seen it. But As far as, as, far as my porn-consuming habits are, um, whatever I've had in the past, I'm not so choosy about that. I don't have, I'm not like that at all. I don't have any stars that I follow around at all. It's not like Hollywood, or it's not like... Uh, I'm sure there are guys out there, or, or girls, that have their favorite porn star actors and actresses, if you want to call them that. I'm sure there are people that fit that description, mm-hmm. Mark, but I just don't know if it's the majority of them. I, you know, It's probably not enough to keep... A, uh, clearly not enough to keep the, uh, the whole industry afloat. I guess that... Uh, well, the industry's not going anywhere at this point. In fact, it's interesting the way the, uh, the article turns out. It looks like the... Um, the industry is going to get even more competitive as a result of this. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Older companies in the industry are responding with better production values and more sophisticated web offers. Mm. But to their chagrin, making and distributing pornography has become a lot easier. Harvey Kaplan, former executive of uh, pornographic movies and now the chief of a website which processes payments for the industry, says people are making movies in their houses and dragging and dropping them. It's killing the marketplace. Perhaps counterintuitively, the market continues to be flooded with new video releases, both online and on disc. Fishbine said that this year he expected to see more than a 1,000 X-rated DVDs a month produced for retail sale, a figure driven in part by the new spate of low-budget filmmakers. Which, by the way, I've always been amazed, just amazed at... Uh, I've just been amazed at how many porn movies come out on a yearly basis. Yeah, you have to ask yourself. I mean, if you've ever been to a porn store and and looked at the prices on these on these movies, they're incredibly high. Yeah, which, which may be one of the the ways the industry is going to have to respond to all this is by lowering their prices. Well, the there's a way. lot, like you'd said, there's a lot of free porn out there. Um, you know, I I don't I don't go looking for porn on the internet, but I know that they send a lot to my email. I don't know if it's the highest quality or if it's just a teaser or something like that, but it's out there. Uh, so Fishbine said, again, a 1,000 X-rated DVDs in a month. You've got to wonder. I mean, I understand that porn is a huge industry, but how do you make money at that? I, I guess I just don't really know what the internal structures are of the business, but if you're going to charge 30 or $40 for a DVD, I understand you're making a nice profit, uh, but really, if with that much competition, do you really make a lot of money off of these DVDs coming out? Well, uh, people are willing to pay it, I guess. And these things are a dime a dozen. You get some kind of, right. You're talking about just porn as though it's it's one thing, but there's all kinds of different types of porn out this there. This is true. Uh, you know, catering to all kinds of different Fetishes people. And, like, you yeah. know, some people want people to wear leather masks, and other Good people point. want 
more than one girl or more than one guy. Yeah. And there's just all kinds out there. So. Fishbein points out the barrier to get into the industry is so low now. You need a video camera and a couple of people who will have sex and probably an Internet connection. Some companies say they had success with selling subscriptions to their websites but and offering and in offering movies for download or watching online. But Internet revenue, while growing modestly, is not compensating for the drop in video sales and rentals. In 2006, revenue from online subscriptions and sales was $2.8 billion up from 2.5 billion in 2005 according to estimates an increase but nothing near the e-commerce growth enjoyed by many industries the more traditional pornog- uh, pornographic film companies aren't giving up of course they say they have an answer to the new competition and that's quality they're seeking to differentiate themselves from makers of inexpensive films by selling with fancier packaging in stores or through slicker websites and by using better cameras and more experienced directors and performers they're banking that viewers will be discerning when it comes to sex President of the Red Light District, a production company in Los Angeles, says we use good quality lighting and very good sound. Joseph said his company didn't waste its time or that of the viewers on unnecessary plot lines. Says there's not a whole lot of story. It's basically right to the sex, but we're consistent with the quality. Noting the company is also careful to pick interesting backdrops. We use <laughs> we use different locations, rooms, and couches. <laughs> Well, I, I would think that people want to see different locations, rooms, and couches. I guess. Um, but I would also, I am also, you know, it, the whole idea of plots to porn movies always seems silly to me. Anyway. Yeah, it's nobody a wants throwaway. to see that bad, bad acting anyhow. Despite all the the um, the increase in quality, their companies, according to the guy that's the head of the company, their sales have dropped more than thirty percent in the past two years. Hmm. To counter the trend, he says the company plans to start giving film buyers an extra DVD with more scenes from the movie. We'll talk more about porn and take your calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are completely free. And that does include the live streams. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, two sizes. Well, virtually any inter- any Internet connection. Sound like my mic cut out a bit there. Hopefully we don't have technical difficulties. Uh, anyway, any Internet connection is all for free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. June 18th through the 24th at Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who made the moves to uh, tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own and hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot We're talking about decentralization of media production and how it's affecting the pornography industry. We already know that it's affected the music industry in that people can now rip CDs to their hard drives. They can uh, share those songs with virtually no effort across the Internet. They can increase their collection without actually having to to pay a dime uh, to the old record labels. And and the old school, um, you know, the big media, the old producers, they're... They're sweating. They're very concerned over all of this. And right. Who would have guessed that uh, they would have been cut out of this whole thing? Well, you know, times, they are a-changing. They and, sure are. The Internet's changing everything. And change is inevitable, and you either roll with the changes and you adjust your business model, or you're destined for the uh, the crap bin, basically. You, mm-hmm. you aren't going to stay alive if you don't change. Change or die. That's the way the marketplace works, and and that's a good thing. Right. It's good for the consumers. The smart blacksmiths went on, uh, you know, went on to uh, machine metal in other ways. 
the dumb ones, well, they went out of business. And of course, some will some will have said, and they'll still say, "Well, what a what about all the artists? Don't you care about the artists? The uh, the artists are being hurt in this particular case." No, not so much. The the record industries, uh, the record labels, and the RIAA and those guys, they're being hurt a lot. Some of the smarter um, artists have embraced the internet. They've come onto the internet and said, "You know what?" We know what this is all about. Go ahead. Take our stuff for free. We don't care. Please, listen to our music. But come to our concerts when we come to your area. Buy some of our T-shirts. Buy a coffee cup. You know? Well, they're, that's, they're, what, that's what people that are really excited about music do. Right. Um, they have a particular band that they like. They're going to go see them when they come in concert. Exactly right. And because, because a consumer understands that if the band isn't making enough money, there's only so long they're going to keep at it for. And we know that musicians, for the real musicians, the musicians that are in music for the love of music, they'll do music for a long, long time and get very, very little money for it. Eventually, they'd love to blow up real big, I'm sure, but it's re- it's realistic to understand that you aren't going to blow up big, especially in this world of de- decentralization. You should be happy just selling some of your music. If people are buying some of your music right, and, paying for it. and buying some of your side products and, and some people are attending your concerts, then that's what you should be happy with. We may be approaching – you know, I wonder about this, Mark. How will – will there be superstars in the future? Will there be the, the pop music – superstars like the Britney Spears, like the Michael Jacksons and the Madonnas, as decentralization continues to expand. Well, uh, Andy Warhol said that uh, in the future, uh, everybody's going to be famous to 15 people. He might have been, he might have been right, he he might have been right about that. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it's happening to music. It's happening to, um, to video. You look at a website like YouTube, for instance, and you can see how the, the internet and the advances in the marketplace and competition have brought the means of production so cheap. They brought the prices down so much that they're well within uh, well within the grasp of the average teenager. I mean, it it costs you less than a grand for a good TV cam. It'll cost you a grand for a decent computer. And on that computer, you can do all the editing you'll ever need to do. There's mm-hmm. no more need for you know VHS decks or beta cams or anything like that. All the old industry equipment that you had to have to compete in the video production field, all out the window. It, it can all be done on your desktop computer with an internet connection and a digital video camera right now. Yep, I you know it, it's putting the uh, the video production in the hands of the people. The production quality the production quality is good too. It's not like you're using crappy uh, crappy equipment. This is good quality equipment. Now it's not, uh, it's not pro equipment. You mm-hmm. can still pay seventeen thousand or thirty thousand dollars and get a really nice camera with all the bells and whistles. But the the DV cams in the three hundred dollar range in the marketplace are functional and they look good. So again, it all depends. I mean, it's all it's all going out the window. The whole business model is changing. And the first thing that we saw happening was the reduction in price of the costs of the uh, the tools you need to do the business. Not only reduction in price, but the ease of access, um, the availability of the software and that sort of thing you need to, to edit the video. Of course, digital editing is so much more powerful than the old analog editing. With the old analog editing, you had to queue up tape. You had to get your tape to the to point where you wanted to edit that scene to another tape, and mm-hmm. then you had to play back the whole scene as it was copying over. To, I mean, it was the most time-consuming mess. I mean, that's if you were using video. If you're using film, it was even worse. But uh, 
that's gone that those costs have gone away. Then what we've seen in the last couple of years is a tremendous reduction in costs, almost to zero, of distributing the content. YouTube, mm. it costs you zero to take your videos and put them online on YouTube. Now, to be fair, the quality is not DVD quality. It's a internet quality where they compress the file down and it doesn't look as crisp and clean as if you were to put a DVD in your DVD player and watch that. Well, I've seen old episodes of uh, Saturday Night Live on YouTube and they're still funny. Oh yeah. Well, if you're taking an old episode off of like a VHS tape and putting it on YouTube, then there really isn't much of a quality reduction because VHS is crappy old quality. Mm-hmm. So, and and then all I'm saying is right now that's what YouTube's quality is. There are at least two or three other players in the online streaming video market competing with YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing the same thing. They all have their doors wide open, and they're saying to people, come on in, upload your videos on our service. I don't know how the hell they're making money. They must be selling those little sidebar ads or something, context-based advertising. Must be selling a lot of them. Yeah, uh, because because it's expensive to stream video online. It, it takes a lot of bandwidth. And these apparently bandwidth doesn't cost what it used to. I'm sure bandwidth costs are going to keep coming down, unless, of course, the government steps in with its new Internet taxes that it's proposing. So bandwidth costs have dropped, uh, dropped drastically, allowing these uh, companies like YouTube to spring up and allow distribution, free distribution for online video content. Anyone with a video camera can now be a video star on the Internet. And if something catches fire and goes viral, I guess that would be the example of, of the superstars of the future, but they don't last forever. Something, a video clip catches fire, everybody passes around instant messages about it, says, oh, Mark, you've got to go see this, it's amazing, and you go and you watch it, and, and uh, 100,000 other people also watch it. Yeah, I, I guess the closest thing that happened um, like that for me recent, relatively recently was uh, uh, they had some kind of spoof on uh, George Bush and John Kerry during the election time. Jib-jab. They had them you know, jumping around and dancing yeah. and stuff. No, that was Flash. It was very clever. That wasn't even a video production. That was Flash, and that's another that's another important point to what we're talking about here, because we've covered music, we've covered movies, and that's animation, is what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And animation is now more affordable for anyone to do. You go to a website like Newgrounds.com, and you'll see that there are thousands upon thousands of uh, user-submitted little games and animations and, and little anima- uh, animation movies that they've submitted, but they haven't created them with cell shading. They didn't get out film stock and create their animation. They did it all with my, uh, Macromedia Flash, drag and drop, click mm. and draw. It's so easy now. It's amazing the competition that's, uh, that is br- the Internet is bringing out. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including the updates. Just get signed up at updates.freetalklive.com. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one in three chance that you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. 
Net. Not just for rich people. So I was getting all excited about decentralization. We sort of got away from the initial topic. I don't think we even mentioned porn in the uh, the last segment, but we started the show talking about how uh, decentralization uh, in the marketplace, because of the Internet, costs are coming down, competition is on the rise, more people are now creating more content than ever before. They're not making as much money off of it, which is kind of an interesting factor here. The idea that... Um, even with all this increased competition, yeah, there probably are a few companies that have thrown up their hands and, and left the marketplace. But at the same time, more people than ever are now entering the businesses of music production and, uh, and video production and animation production. More than ever. And on the Internet, porn is king. Well, they're stepping into those businesses, but they're not making the uh, – it's not the same business models before. They can't make as much money at it. But – I think it's important to note that even though there's not enough, there's not as much money to be made because it's more, it's just more evenly distributed because there's more product out there. That there's still people doing it. I think that's an important point. There are still people cranking out this content, much of it for free, much of it being cranked out without any intention of making money ever. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are motivated to want to be in business for themselves in the porn business. I mean, if you can imagine, uh, I'm certain there's a bunch of young guys that, imagine, that that think to themselves, hey, I can make a little bit of money and I can have sex with a lot of women. Because <laughs> all I have to do is film it and put it on the Internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's a hence well, a business model is formed. I, I wasn't really talking about porn so much as just in general. Just the idea that there are, uh, even though there's less profit, or I, mean, I guess there technically be more profit because the uh, barriers to entry are lower. Mm-hmm. So... As far as your costs and profit uh, and uh, and what you take in are concerned, there might be a, a little bit of a higher percentage. But as far as gross is concerned, you're not going to gross as much these days as, as you used to. In fact, many people get into um, content production on the Internet with no expectation whatsoever of ever making money. And then they discover, in many cases almost accidentally, that, hey... There is money to be made at this. I think a perfect example, again, this isn't porn, so you can go here. In fact, it's, a, a, a I would say, a family-friendly website, homestarrunner.com. Have you been there, Mark? Isn't that the one that, uh, it's a cartoon, and it's just a, a sort of very strange. It's strange and very funny, yep. and... Uh, and I like it a lot. It's, well, uh, you know, I'm, I am to Homestar as the generation before me is to The Simpsons. I see. I uh, you know, I, I just don't quite get it. Um, they've, they've got a lot of inside jokes that... Don't interest me. They, right. they sort of mispronounce words and they do weird stuff. Well, you have to watch a few of them to get, you mm-hmm. know, to really get it. And I haven't. But um, but that's a perfect example of of an internet business that's now incredibly popular. Uh, if you go to fark.com, for instance, a very popular uh, social bookmarking website, then uh, you'll see Homestar Runner come up there, and it's because it's just so popular. But they didn't start that way. They just started as a couple guys putting up Flash animations right. on the Internet. And they and got they were, pop- popular. Right, right. They were just doing it for fun. Turns out people enjoyed them. They kept coming back for more, kept demanding more, and they kept expanding the you know the different types of animation they were doing, expanding the characters and expanding the lengths of animation. And then they brought in products to sell, T-shirts and doodads and tchotchkes and things like that and now they're making they did they certainly didn't start this way but now that this is their full-time job doing internet animation so again you it's just amazing what's going on out there let's go back to the topic of, of porn on the internet it's the same thing all of the things i've been saying about costs coming down apply now to the porn business it's now easier than ever to create your own pornography and distribute it online 
And the old porn producers, the old school ones, the ones that have been around for a while just producing DVDs and videos, obviously they have their internet divisions now. But nonetheless, one particular company, Red Light District in Los Angeles, says their sales have dropped 30%, more than 30%, in the past two years. To counter the trend, he says they plan to start giving film buyers an extra promotional DVD with more scenes from their movies, which typically cost $20. Now, it doesn't cost them that to manufacture. That's what they would allegedly charge if they were mm, that's charging the value. He also plans to improve the packaging of his DVDs. A similar tactic is planned by Sean Logan, executive of Nectar Entertainment. Business is down 25% in the past year, Logan said. And because his movies cost $50,000 to $80,000 to make, he can't afford to compete with some DVD competitors who are dropping their prices as low as a few dollars a film to maintain their volume of sales. But Logan said he could improve his packaging for retail shelves. He's begun adding a sleeve around his box covers that includes a foil logo and metallic sheen to bring out the images. I don't think anybody uh, is is buying porn for foil logos. Uh, I don't know if they are or they aren't. It I might think, catch people's attention. Right, I think that's what he's trying to do. He's up in a. Uh, they mentioned earlier in the article that a thousand porn DVDs are coming out in one year's time. So that's a lot of competition. It you've is. Gotta, you've got to stand out on the shelf if that's what you're going to do. But really, I mean, how much longer is the shelf going to exist? Well, I mean, you can pretty much get uh, movies on the internet now. Exactly. And. At some point in the relatively near future, people are going to, their TVs are going to have computers in them, and they're going to be able to order yep. what they want right off their TV. So that's that's really the ultimate question. Uh, obviously, there are certain things that the porn stores will still be good for, as far as uh, sex toys and that sort of thing. Obviously, you can't send that over lo- uh, the internet. Amazon.freetalklive.com. You can <laughs> buy them right there. They do have uh, marital aids at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Uh, He said he was sticking to his plan to film his movies in exotic locations like Brazil or simulating them with elaborate sets. For one movie, Nectar built an elaborate set that included a waterfall and a warehouse in Canoga Park, California. He says it's not your everyday backdrop for hardcore sex. It looks like Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Nectar, like Red Light, recently introduced, reintroduced, or uh, rather, a redesigned website to compete better online. They're charging twenty nine ninety five a month for access, which allows members to look at thousands of still photos and stream thirty five movies from its library. That's uh, thirty five whole movies. That's pretty lame as far as the different uh, competition out there. Instead, indeed, the article points out it's a far cry from the price and volume of free X rated content available on some sites. One site operated by Adult Entertainment Broadcast Network has 200,000 videos, many of them submitted by amateur videographers, said Scott Kaufman, the company's president. He says, we get input from all over the world, Japan, Germany, Brazil. It's the same thing as YouTube, where you're wondering, how many people out there have cameras and are filming this stuff? This is one of the guys who's in the business. I I just... Got to make me wonder. I guess there's such a proliferation of porn at this point. You don't have to... Most women don't have to worry about their dad seeing this, but... Because there's so much out there? There's just so much out there. Kaufman said he wasn't in the business of giving away content. About half of the videos are from porn movie companies looking to get viewers interested and persuade them to pay for a longer download or DVD. Some companies pay to have their clips displayed prominently on the site, and some give it a cut of the revenue if a visitor turns into a customer. In fact, many of the free video clips circulating online are distributed by companies using them as marketing tools, though one of the executives says he thought that was a failed strategy. He says they think that if they give people enough of a free sample... That they'll come back and pay, but that's not true, he said. The reality is that people are surfing for free material, they're getting what they want, and then they're leaving. So that's what's happening to the porn industry. It's it's decentralizing, like all of the other entertainment businesses. 
the old companies are having a tough time. They're having a tough time adjusting. They're losing profits. Uh, they're they're trying to respond by increasing their quality, but I don't know if that's going to. I just don't know if that's going to play out. I mean, sex is sex. It doesn't cost a lot of money to get a good light, get some good lighting equipment. I mean, even if the amateurs want to start playing ball with the with the big boys, it wouldn't cost them a lot of extra money to really up their quality levels too. I think the highest level of porn queens are always going to uh, attract, um, you know, the view the the most viewers. So, you know, I mean, these are the these are the women that do this for a living. But They've, what uh, happens? Had all kinds of surgery. They're all made. I up. understand that, but what happens when costs come down to the point where and competition is so high where Each of these them companies their own company. Well, they could do that and the uh, the porn producers also they're going to have to start cutting pe- cutting staff and cutting costs eventually if the competition continues to heat up as it is. Want to hear from someone that wants to ban porn? 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. This is Sankel CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then head over and do some shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We mentioned it a few moments ago. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest Internet retailer. 41 categories of products, including marital aids, as we mentioned earlier, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. Uh, You can go there and uh, buy whatever you need for life and feel good about it because Free Talk Live will be getting a percentage of your purchase if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So whether it's the hottest new book or DVD or maybe you need some sporting goods, uh, baby clothes, furniture, I mean, it's all there. Gas-powered strap-on. I don't know about that. You're making that one. Have you you really found... Is there there such a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Sounds a little bulky. Uh, Anyway. Two-stroke. Amazon. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Amazon.freetalklive.com, great way to help support Free Talk Live and get the stuff you need delivered to your door. Now then, we've been talking all, pretty much all hour, and I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh, one of the Pat Robertsonites out there hasn't called in to advocate banning pornography. Certainly, there are people out there that would support that. Eight hundred. Maybe they've given up and they know that you just can't do it. Well, that's where I wanted to go next. Was explain why you can't possibly ever ban pornography. Now, you you could pass laws and stuff. I mean, you could go and have your legislator write up a law that's going to ban the sale and distribution of all pornography, whether online or offline, in the United States. And maybe 20 years ago, that would have been easier to get away with, mm-hmm. as far as there was no internet at that time, and so therefore you would have had to have really affected the uh, the video sales business. But it, still, even if it were 20 years ago, it wouldn't have gotten rid of porn. I mean, just let's take some lessons from all of the other prohibitions in America's history. Uh, you pro- try prohibiting alcohol. Look what happened. You've tried prohibiting drugs. Look what's happened. Uh, it doesn't make the products go away. In fact, what would happen if you did ban pornography in America would be it would go underground. The same as it would have 20 years ago. It's just that now the underground porn is easier to distribute than it was 20 years ago. So you'd have porn being produced in more dangerous man- in a more dangerous manner. Uh, there wouldn't be any 
open and available contracts or information on the the actors for uh, for the government to look at. Right, there wouldn't be any redress for uh, actors or actresses who are treated poorly by producers. You you uh, wouldn't like know very very poorly. I would imagine in that industry, there could very easily be more underage content as a result of this. There'd be no checking. There'd be no identification. There'd be nothing like that. They could there be more. There might even be more snuff films as a result of it. Yeah. And uh, so again, banning porn isn't going to make it go away. It's just going to make it more of a pervasive problem. It's just you see old forbidden fruit aspect. You tell people they can't have something, they're going to want it even more than they do today. I mean, our society's already sexually repressed to the point where people are obsessed with uh, with sex in America, and I don't think that's a very healthy attitude personally. But that's what has happened as a result of our puritanical society. I want to hear what you think at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Ben in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hey Ben. Hey, how you doing? Great. What's on your you mind? Will never ever kill that industry. No, you can't. It, it, it'd be impossible. I actually, um, it, it's funny. I just turned my radio on and heard you guys talking about it. I have a bunch of clients that are in that in that industry. Okay. Um, and it's actually becoming so mainstream. The budgeting for the films has gone from what used to be a hundred thousand dollar budget to million dollar budgets. Wow. Um, you have films out there right now with not that the acting's the best, but that were started off as porn films and are now mainstream at blockbuster. Um, can you give me an example? Yeah, Pirates um, was the biggest budgeted porn film ever, cross-combination between Wicked and Adam and Eve. Uh-huh. It, it was about a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and they took the sex scenes out and you can go get in a blockbuster. Jenna Jameson, uh, one of my clients, Tommy Gunn, is the lead male pirate in that movie. Now, Ben, I don't know if if what you're saying is really the case as far as million-dollar budgets are concerned. Well, the, the story we've been reporting on this hour well, is I'm saying, sure the big ones are. I'm sure there are a handful that are like that. It was, but the biggest, it was the biggest budgeted one. They're just doing another one right now in California. Another one of my clients is the um, one of the lead female stars. They're doing 750000 budget. Are you an agent or a lawyer, or what is your, what's your gift? I, I, I am a... Um, I've been in the adult industry for a long time, but my other business, my mainstream business, if you will, has been um, taxes and accounting. So I do a lot of the books for a lot of the uh, actors and stuff out in uh, California. Right. Well, the, the um, what we've basically been talking about is how the Internet and uh, the availability, uh, the easy affordability of, of equipment, video production equipment, editing software, and all of that has brought the uh, the ability to create these products, porn products and other products, into the hands of the average consumer and how that's affecting the uh, the older, business, more established businesses in the porn industry. And the fact is they're having to get more and more competitive as a result of that. Their video sales are dropping like rocks uh they're i think 30 percent off in a year's time so uh, how do you are your are your clients saying anything to you about this or do you do you have a line yeah, well, on most act, believe it or not most of the actors out there now have realized that acting is a short-lived thing and with the costs have come down to where they have they all have production companies and they all produce and distribute their own movies through their own channels makes sense that makes sense they got their own website um, they're they're exclusive um they can afford to do it yeah and they um Actually, what's going on right now, as you're seeing, most of what's being sold is the um, on-demand movies. That way, people don't have to go in, and then no one's going to see them renting a porn movie. And with the um, addition of these home audio products that relay computer live stream right to your big screen TV, they can rent an actual regular movie, a porn movie, play it out of their TV, and no one ever has to see them go to the store. Yep, you're right, and I think that uh, that as a result of things like that, you're going to see even more precipitous declines in sales at porn stores. I mean, porn stores at this point are exclusively, in my opinion, are exclusively for people who don't have the Internet. 
basically? No. I have another client who owns uh, multiple adult stores, and no, they, 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 that is a booming business. Um, because people, on, on the mainstream people that are becoming more, more um, I don't know if hands-on is the right word, might be, they're going in as couples now and actually wanting to see it as opposed to going and buying product online. And then huh. while they're there, they're picking movies up. And I see. A lot, of, a lot of what you're seeing is a cross breed of um, the same people that are producing the films. I can give you a perfect example. Nick Manning, who's pretty well known in the industry, owns a bunch of adult stores, and he promotes his video line at the top. Mm-hmm. That way he gets instant revenue instead of waiting for it to go four pack by the time he gets paid for making his movies. Do you think that uh, do you think that prices are going to come down as far as you know it used to be like forty bucks for a porn DVD? Do you think they're going to have to reduce nope. their prices? They're going high def now. They're high def. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So they're HD all- porn basically is what you're talking about. Yeah, not exactly what I'm talking about, and it won't be through Blu-ray because Sony has a. Um, uh, they've told there are people that they can't sell to any uh, adult entertainment, so it's going to be a can't remember the other company. Well, that's the death of Blu-ray, then, isn't it? <laughs> Is that what it is? I got it backwards in? No, no. I mean, if no, if you're right, I'm, I'm basing that off of what you said. If Sony is restricting uh, their their device to non-adult content, I would say that's the death of their device. I mean, Well, it, that's what happened to Beta. Really? Beta wouldn't allow any other stuff to be done with porn, and where's Beta now? Yeah. Uh, I, where, where was Beta ever, really? Yeah. <laughs> that right. was the problem. It, as soon as it came out, the porn people said, hey, look, we can put these on tape, sell them, and be done. Because that was before the DVD, and then Beta said no, and so everything pushed to porn or to VH, and that was the end. So Ben, why do you think that more people are going into porn stores these days? Uh, if that's really the case, why is that? Why is that happening? The the um, okayness of sex, if you will. That's why there's swing clubs everywhere in Florida now. It's be, it's becoming more publicly uh, acceptable, is what you're saying. Swing clubs? <laughs> yeah. You're saying that there's places where uh, married or you know together couples can go and hump with other married and together couples, or non couples, yes. Yeah. Oh my God! I thought I thought you were just meeting these couples at those clubs. There is actual sex going on in these uh, in these clubs. Yeah. Oh my! Wow! Amazing, Ben. And and, and, and I live in this probably the biggest state of it. We, I already live in the biggest state of adult. Um, Clubs. Sure, you're down in Miami as well, so I'm sure there's a lot of activity like that down there. Ben, do you have any other yeah. thoughts for us while we got you? No, that was it. It was just kind of funny to hear that because I'm on the phone. We're actually, um, Tommy and I are in developing a new product as well that's going to be coming out in a couple months. Great, well, keep it up. Uh, good luck with the competition because I know the, the marketplace is just uh, heating up out there. Thanks for the call, Ben. We appreciate no it. No problem, guys. Yep, 800-259-9231. So there you go, from, uh, from at least one of the producers out there, one of the people involved in the industry. I'm kind of actually surprised at that, that uh, that more people are now going to porn stores than before. There's just there's just more product out there. There's more competition. The, the, uh, the market is heating up. It's not cooling down, even though there's less profit in the actual video sales. Nobody's getting out of the business, or at least very few people are, and competition's increasing. 800-259-9231. And all of you uh, religious zealots out there that would like to see it banned... That's never going to happen. But if you want to talk about it, 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. We'll roll right into the phone calls here to start things out this hour. It's Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Hi. On September 11th, 2001, how many buildings in New York City were hit by a jet? Um, wasn't it the same building? Like um, the same building was hit twice, or was it both towers were hit? Both towers Two. were hit. Mark. Two. Two buildings. And how many buildings in Washington D.C. were hit by a jet that day? One. What amendment to the United States Constitution gives you the right to freedom of assembly? Uh, first. Wrong. Okay. First of all, uh, the Pentagon is in Arlington, Virginia, <laughs> but that's not a very big difference between what is commonly said and what's actually true. There's a humongous difference between the First Amendment gives you ah. these rights. Ah, he and got you again, Mark. He did. He did. I knew. The, I, I figured he was going to get you I on that last one. I knew there was going to be these lateral thinking questions of his. See, but there's a big difference there between what's commonly said. You're right. That's totally false. And the amendment doesn't actually, give me the right. I have the right to uh, freedom to assemble. And another one that you've got to watch out for is stereotyping and painting the voters all with the same brush. Mm-hmm. The voters did not approve that ballot initiative unless it was unanimous. Right. Okay. You can't now. The voters overwhelmingly passed it. Okay. That portrays ten pawns on a chessboard that are all painted dark gray when the reality is eight black pawns ganging up on two white pawns finding that measure totally unacceptable and the the way you express it correctly is the overwhelming majority of the voters Mm. Supported that measure, right? Which actually doesn't say anything about the non-voters, of course. Uh, presumably, they were against it or uh, didn't care enough to show up. Or, or didn't care enough. Now, uh, voting uh, against a measure does not mean you accept the outcome. By the way, or voting. Okay, uh, we're agree. the abolitionists. We're the abolitionists, and there's a ballot referendum coming up in October of 1864 in Maryland, whether to adopt a new state constitution that bans slavery. Should we accept the outcome? If it's yes, should we vote? Yeah, sure. That way we say, well, hey, we tried freeing the slaves with ballots. Okay, but gang rape is a democracy. Five people say yes, one person says no. Mm, good the point. majority rules, and the majority elects one of themselves to be the sheriff. His job is to grab and handcuff the victim and force the victim into the sheriff's van, saying, hey, I'm just doing my job. It's what the people want. It's the Mm. will of the people. Now, uh, one vote is totally useless. Uh, uh, Trying to campaign, please don't vote wrong. They'd love that. They'd enjoy that. See, that's why killing the sheriff is justified. Well, I, of course, will disagree with you on that. Uh, 
if you're talking about in a rape situation, yes, killing your rapist is absolutely justified. But in the case of uh, of the government violating rights, unfortunately, uh, we have not. We have not. Fortunately, rather, I guess we haven't gotten to that point. And yet. we have a long way to go to educate people that democracy is, um, you know, two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. And I think At we definitely we need to, to, to educate them. And, and At we, first, we have to do that. We have to say things correctly. That part I agree with you on, Tom. Yep, we need yep. to set the example for people uh, to eliminate the collectivist mentality from their vocabulary. And thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, the only time you're ever going to get me to agree with some form of violent revolution <laughs> is if there's, if there's constantly violence in the streets against, against the people by the government. Um, it, it is happening to some extent in the cases of police busting in people's doors and, and harming them. Um, and in those cases, I fully support the rights of the, the homeowners to shoot back. Corey May in, uh, in Mississippi had his home broken into in the middle of the night by, uh, by armed thugs calling themselves the police. Well, they didn't exactly call themselves that. There was just a bunch of noise. And, sure, they were and shouting and stuff. And, and he was woken from a dead slumber. And so, you know, when you're in the middle of sleeping right. and you hear somebody yelling, kicking and screaming in your house, um, threatening you. And, right. and He I mean, had you the misfortune of shooting one of these armed, intruper, um, armed intruders, which turned out to be... The uh, the uh, police chief's son, yeah, and he has the uh, shooting additional, and killing. Yeah, he has the additional misfortune of having been born African American. It's a good point. Um, but unfortunately, the the real misfortune was that he was in the wrong side of the duplex. The police accidentally right. raided his house. He wasn't even under suspicion. It's true. Um, and now he's on death row as a result of that. As a result of him defending his property, he's on death row. And I think that that's wrong. Because the first wrong was the police raiding somebody's house for drugs in the first place. The war on drugs, of course, is what's leading to uh, these cops losing their lives. Whereas these are cops who could be out fighting real criminals. They could be out, you know, looking for bank robbers or murderers or rapists or something like that. But no, instead, they're busy kicking down innocent people's doors and they're getting shot over it. And in that particular case, you come into my house, you threaten my, my family... In that case, I think that fighting back is appropriate. But I don't think that gives you the right to go and kill the mayor. I don't think that gives you the right to go and, and kill you know all of the other bureaucrats in town. I understand that it would, uh, it would certainly be an upsetting situation. I think it only gives you the right to, uh, to respond with force against those who are using force on you. And as far as a society-wide revolution is concerned, that would have to mean society-wide uh, unrest in the, in the form of the government attacking people. We and, don't have it. And that's we're, thankfully we're not to that point yet. And I hope we never get there because I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm not interested in fighting a war. No, wars are completely um, they're, they're a big waste of money. Uh, things yep. get broken. Things that are used to uh, produce money they get broken. Uh, people who could be working to make money are they're wasting their time shooting at people, other people that want to shoot them. Silly. So, hey, speaking of war, we mentioned this last hour. We didn't get to the story quite yet, but the percentage of high quality recruits, according to the Boston Globe. Entering the army is the lowest in 10 years, an indication that the force is struggling to attract, attract top-grade enlistees and a troubling sign for the Pentagon, which is waging wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and plans to add 90,000 ground troops to its ranks within the next five years. So this is yet another story in the continuing cavalcade of stories that have uh, been pointing to the fact that People just don't want to join the military, specifically the Army. I think the Navy and the Air Force are doing okay. The Marines are having a... They're, they're not doing as bad as the Army, but the, the Army's doing the worst of all the branches of the military as far as recruiting is concerned. And well, they've been doing that. If you're in the Army, you're more likely to be put out there to stop a bullet. That, that's true. Of course, the Marines are indeed on the front line, so they're, putting out there, they're being put out there as well. They're sort of elite bullet catchers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so this is yet another story. We've seen story after story about how they're calling people back uh, who haven't been involved in the military for a long time. They're calling them back into service. We're also we've also seen stories that they're accepting more of the I think tier four candidates or whatever they're called. And I'm having some mic trouble. So if you can pick up on this, I'm going to switch mics here for a moment. Okay, Mark. Well, the um, you know, the the tier four are the the the, the dum dums of the whole group, and uh, so we've got uh, you got the situation where the the army and the marines are uh, having to take well people that are not quite as qualified. They also have the uh, um, it, I have a story here where the army is apparently taking amputees in a blur oh of, in a blur of smoke and blood after a bomb blew up under his Humvee in Iraq. Sergeant Twan Williamson looked down at his shredded leg and knew it couldn't be saved. His military career, though, pulled through. Less than a year after the attack, Williams is running again with a high-tech prosthetic leg. Have you seen these prosthetic legs with the, uh, the, no. the guys can run on? They have this sort of uh, bent piece of metal that allows them to, I don't run. It's, it's amazing to see. Uh, science is, um, medical science is amazing. High-tech prosthetic leg and plans to take up a new assignment, probably by the fall, as an Army job counselor and affirmative action officer in Okinawa, Japan. And about faced by the Pentagon, the military is putting many more amputees back in active duty, even back into combat in some cases. Wow. Williamson, a 30-year-old Chicago native who is missing his left leg below the knee and three toes on the other foot, acknowledged that some will be skeptical of a maimed soldier back in uniform. But I let my job show for, um, show for itself, he said. At this point, I'm done proving. I just get out there and do it. Previously, a soldier who lost a limb almost automatically received a quick discharge, disability check, and an appointment with the Veterans Administration. But since the start of the Iraq War, the military has begun holding on to amputees, treating them in rehab programs like the one um, in Fort Sam Houston, promising to help them return to active duty if that is what they want. There's more as well about the military, specifically the Army, allowing more dum-dums in their ranks. Well, that can't be a good thing. 800-259-9231. If your troops can't shoot straight, uh, I, I don't know if that's positive. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, you can also get us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features there are completely free, including the archives and entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. You just go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. Com. Talking about the military and how the standards, specifically for the Army, the standards continue to be lowered. The bar continues to be lowered instead of raised. And I, I don't know. I guess I'm curious as to how existing military supporters feel about this. Because we kind of sit here and we chuckle about it, right? I mean, huh, look at this. this is so They're in such dis- a dismal shape. They have to take the dum-dums in. They're taking the amputees back in. They're doing everything they can because they're just having a tough time recruiting people because who the hell wants to go and die for no reason? And that's what's going on. People are dying in the military for no reason whatsoever, except for political uh, purposes. That's all it is. And so we well, There's can- a lot of jargon that goes on, too. What do you mean? Uh, well, there's the, uh, they're dying for freedom. They're keeping us free. That whole nonsense. Yeah, well, that's crap. Um, so 
I guess I want to hear the perspective of a military guy, somebody that supports the military, whatever they do. You're a big Iraq war supporter. How do you feel that uh, how do you feel about the fact that the percentage of high quality recruits entering the army is the lowest in 10 years, according to the Boston Globe? which is a troubling sign for the Pentagon, which is trying to increase their troop count by 90,000 ground troops within the next five years. Over the past decade, the percentage of top-level recruits who enlisted in the Army was mostly consistent, dipping slightly at the end of the 1990s, before spiking in the wake of the September 11, 2001 attacks. But since 2003, the same year the U.S. invaded Iraq, the Army has steadily taken in more recruits that the force itself considers, quote, non-high quality, unquotes. Uh, Last year, nearly 40% of those who joined the Army had below-average verbal and math scores on the Armed Forces Qualification Test, a mandatory exam that helps the military determine a recruit's aptitude and mental proficiency. Now, in 2002, when the war started, excuse me, 2003, the Army accepted only 29.0, about about 29% of the low-scoring recruits. But that percentage has gradually begun to rise in the subsequent years, according to the Army statistics. The data compiled by Army Recruiting Command in Fort Knox shows the steady decline of the number of recruits who graduated from high school. In 2006, nearly one in five soldiers did not have high school diplomas, which the service asserts is the best single predictor of stick-to-itiveness, a highly valued trait in soldiers. Before the Iraq War began, the percentage of Army recruits who had graduated high school surpassed 90%. And so it's uh, significantly lower at this point. Despite repeated requests, senior officials declined interviews for this story. uh, Many military officials have asserted that it still enlists quality volunteers. For example, the Pentagon asserts that, as a whole, at least 90% of all new recruits are high school graduates. Testifying before the Senate earlier this month, the Defense Secretary Robert Gates said despite a shrinking pool of applicants in general and four years of grim headlines, that the Army is still attracting thousands of capable young men and women to its enlisted ranks. Now, of course, the government's going to try to paint that picture. They, they want to try to paint the picture. Oh, no, 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 nothing's changed. Everything's well, We're still getting plenty of high-quality recruits. Yeah, okay, it might be true that uh, that we are taking in more dummies, but yeah, we still got plenty high quality ones. Remember the story we read? I think it was about a year ago at this point, Mark. About the um, again, they give their, these tests to the recruits to determine their aptitude, and they're I don't remember the actual labels that they use. There's like type four and type three and type two, and type one being the best. Uh, type 4 and 5 being the worst of the worst. F- type 5s not even be able to find the trigger on a gun, basically. Uh, type 4s had trouble hitting targets, uh, you know, following it, basic commands, that sort of thing. It's, 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 you know, it doesn't necessarily stand to reason, but uh, if you think about it, um, you know, the smarter a person is, the better they're going to be at whatever job it is they do, whether it's army, private, or not. You know, the smarter people hit targets more consistently. Um, they're better at every aspect of the of the the infantry job. In fact, look how they're trying to spin it here in a four-page paper titled Myths Versus Facts. The Defense Department argues that nearly two-thirds of all military recruits are drawn from the top half of America in math and verbal aptitudes, strong determinants of training success and job performance. Those figures compiled by the Heritage Foundation refer to the armed forces at large, however, including the Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force, whose recruits are more likely to have finished high school, according to the Defense Department data. The statistics obscure the fact that in 2006, 
tactics, the Army came closer than any time in the past decade to missing its minimum requirement that 60% of each recruiting class scores above average on the test. The Globe Review of the Defense Department personnel statistics, including recruits' education levels for the past decade and their scores on armed forces entry tests, shows the Army is experiencing a downward trend in recruit quality that military analysts suggest will continue for some time. Yeah, of course it will, because people continue to be sent to other countries to die in the dirt. Until that stops, then you're going to keep getting the lowest quality recruits. As soon as you bring the, the military, tr- you know, all the troops home from the 131 countries from around the world, but specifically Iraq and Afghanistan, then you might see an increase in quality again. Well, I, don't, I think you'll see an increase in quality. For one thing, um, there won't be a need for quite a, nearly as many military personnel. So therefore, yeah. the Army, the Air Force, well, the Air Force is already very picky, but the Army can afford to be extraordinarily picky and will have a superior force as a result. True, they could call out all the bad ones if they wanted to, if, if they brought the troops home. 800-259-9231. If you're, uh, if you're a military guy and, and uh, you've got a particular spin on this. would like to hear it. Let's go in the meantime to Gary in Florida. You can take control of the airways and bring up whatever's on your mind. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. How you doing, guys? You're Gary. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Gary. What's on your mind? Hey, well, actually, I wanted to comment on that uh, police story, but before I do, yes, I I didn't mention your culture, but I am an Army vet myself, so a bit of it's a bit unnerving for you to, uh, you know, beat beat them up uh, the way you're doing. Um, I I can't argue with statistics and their uh, their formal education background, and again, I saw some of that when I was in. But, you know, one quality which you just can't measure on a piece of paper is that these guys got the will to do what they got to do, have the will to fight. And follow through on what they got to do out in the field. That's so good how, and everything. How can you make that, uh, that that blanket statement that they necessarily have that will? Uh, well, unfortunately, you never know until the the grenades and then the machine gun fires going off. I mean, I was surrounded. At by that guys time, that, I'd rather have smart guys on my side. Uh, not necessarily. I'll tell okay. you, I, I got to tell you, there's been many. Well, like I said, I was in the infantry. I'm talking. I'm not talking my opinion. I mean, I went through this. I went through training in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, stationed over in uh, Europe. I believe you. But, uh, it again? I believe you. But anyway, what I, my point was, I was surrounded by the gamut of guys. So yes, there were guys in there that didn't have more than a seventh grade reading at, uh, level. I, and I had that for a roommate. I also had the same guy in, in the uh, barracks that he was working on his master's degree. So you have the all the gamut. But when it, and again, when it came down, when it's time to uh, be throwing the grenades or going for military exercises or or whatever, usually the guys that didn't have the the best formal education, they may have been the smartest ones, but they just weren't the the guys that you wanted on the front line that were going to pick up the ball and run with it or could follow through on what the mission was. So it depends on the individual. And unfortunately, whether they're formally educated or they're not, when you have a stressful situation, you don't know until that exact moment. But again, I agree with you. If you somebody's uh, doing the computer work and doing the strategy, yeah, you want bright guys for that. But uh, the grunts, uh, the guys on the front line, not necessarily. You want the guys who can follow through. Gary, I know you had a cop story, so I'd like you to tell it. If you'll hang on, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, police state stories, or whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That is, by the way, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our site, and we give them all away, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to nevergetbusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. Nevergetbusted.com as we go back to the phones and back to Gary in Florida. You're back on Free Talk Live listening on WFTL. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing tonight? Actually, I, um, I just went off on a tangent there on uh, the military, but uh, what I wanted to comment on, you were talking about the uh, the guy that defended himself in his home. If, if it, it really happened the way you're presenting it, there's a couple of obvious facts uh, that aren't coming out or maybe you don't have access to them. The thing that I don't get, if that actually happened the way you describe it, how come the uh, NRA isn't coming to his defense? And the other thing, if he was a black man that did this, I'm curious if uh, the officer he killed was also a black officer or if he was a white officer, because if he was white, I don't know why Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson isn't running with this particular story. So my knee-jerk reaction would be maybe he uh, he killed another uh, officer who happened to be black. Well, I don't no? know. I'm not sure about the color of the uh, the officer. I believe is, uh, I, I'm... Just, the story was presented as though the officer was white. Yeah, it seemed that he was white. Um, odds are good that that he was white, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, and Jesse Al Sharpton Jackson. and Jesse Jackson are only going to be where the press is. Right, the press, this is perfect. They don't perfect. generate press. Perfect. No, it's a black man against white man, and it's uh, the man, uh, the black man. And again, based the way you present it, I agree with you. He defended himself in his home. But that is uh, that's a cookie cutter for a guy like Sharpton and Jackson to get attention. You got uh, the uh, the right to bear arms issue. You got a black man that defend himself in his own. Why home. Why would uh, the NRA come to this man's defense? It was a it was a botched drug raid on the part of uh, of the of the the cops. And the NRA tends to be a state supporting agency. Um, they're all in favor of uh, of big government. The NRA uh, loves the idea of the state enforcing. And a lot the, of and a lot of police, no, police officers are, are, but are. But they're also in favor of, of citizens having the right to to buy and keep. Uh, uh, firearms in their own home to protect themselves. That's exactly what this man did. Like I said, there's part of the story maybe you guys aren't aware of, and, no. and I, I'm not saying. Well, no, I we followed either. the story pretty uh, pretty closely. In fact, we're one of the few media outlets that even has, has even bothered to report on the Corey May case. And if you'd like more information on his case, I recommend. I think it's the Agitator. Is it dot com or dot org? It's one or the other. The Agitator. Dot com, I believe. Uh, Radley Balco from the Cato Institute and Reason magazine has been following it very closely. Though, I mean, the reason. Uh, as far as the NRA is concerned, maybe you should be asking them as to why they haven't been covering Absolutely. the Corey May case. Absolutely, because that, that seems like that's a perfect case for the NRA as well to pick up and run with, because here's a man who defended himself in his house. It was a botched uh, drug raid, as you say. Mm-hmm. I, and until tonight, it's the first I've ever heard of this story. You know, I, I've got to say, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the NRA. Um, it, it seems like oh, they support the uh, 25,000 um, gun laws that are in existence in America currently, and I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of the gun owners of America. They believe in getting rid of all these laws that uh, cripple the Second Amendment. Yeah, and actually, but again, that there's part of the story for some reason is being suppressed or is not coming to the forefront because again, I, just listening I, I, to I think it's a little it. Pollyannish to assume that uh, justice is going to be doled out when uh, the police chief's son's been shot. Oh no, I agree with you on that. I mean, this guy's up against it. Uh, I mean, aside from uh, just the uh, the not the political part, but the the crime part of the way they're perceiving this, he happens to be the sheriff, the officer's son. Um, that makes it that much worse. 
Where was the NRA in the case of Katherine Johnston, who did get a lot more um, publicity? Uh, Katherine Johnston, the 92-year-old woman in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, who defended her property with her handgun against raiding cops, uh, who, again, the cops had gotten bad information, and they had raided. Uh, in this particular case, they were raiding the house they were expected to raid, but the person they were looking for wasn't living there, and, uh, and instead there was this old lady there, and they shot and killed this old woman. It just seems to me that the NRA doesn't have any political interest. It, it won't gain anything politically, and the NRA is a very political organization. It doesn't gain anything by defending citizens who defend themselves against police onslaught. I don't know if, uh, does the NRA ever do something like that? I, I'm not a member of their organization, and I've certainly never seen any stories that indicate that they've ever commented favorably towards citizens in, the, in, the, in these cases. But these cases that you're bringing up, unless they're on your radio program, it's not something that's in the mainstream. Actually, press. no, no. Corey May in in Mississippi wasn't mainstream, but Katherine Johnston absolutely was. This, as big as it gets. This was big news because it wasn't some. It wasn't just a black guy in his 30s. This was an old lady, 92 years old. So that was newsworthy as far as the news is concerned. If you go to. Hmm? Where did it take place and how long ago? Atlanta, Georgia. Last, I believe it was. Well, it was reported Hasn't on last six, year. Uh, Six months, maybe. Yeah, if you go to Google News and you type in uh, Catherine Johnston, I think it's uh, yeah, Catherine Johnston or 92-year-old woman shot by cops, you'll find all sorts of stories about it. And where's the NRA on that one? How do you explain that? Well, actually, I'm not a representative nor a member of them, so I can't speak knowledgeably sure. on it. But Just I'm looking for a hypothesis, that's all. Well, actually, the uh, as far as the hypothesis goes, I mean, I know they uh, they come out during every election season and uh, they make their case, but I don't know why. To, but again, just sitting here not being a member, uh, and again, understanding the right to bear arms, and I agree with that mm -hmm. in, in its context. But the thing I'm not grasping is like these types of stories. To me, seems like they're the type of fodder that an organization like the NRA, or in the case of uh, the gentleman, uh, the black gentleman in Mississippi, uh, it, it's perfect for a civil rights leader, uh, AK, uh, also known as Jesse or Al Sharpton. To, to take these stories around them. And I, don't I know think you've made a good point there, and I don't know why Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton haven't run with that. I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I certainly can't speak for them. Well, my, like I said, my guess would be that the officer that was killed was also black. Because I tell you where else, and here's one too. Let's go back, you know, maybe several years ago when Michael Jackson, I'm sorry, Michael, Michael Jordan's father was murdered in North Carolina by the teenage boys. One was black and one was white. If they were both were white boys, you know, you know, a celebrity's father being murdered, uh, they could have done the race card and made a lot of uh, lot of publicity out of that one, but they didn't do it. And that's the part that uh, that I have a, a hard time with all these different ethnic groups is that we're America. We all we're a melting pot. Let's all melt together. We're all Americans. I agree with you. I, I'm no fan of uh, of Jesse Jackson well, or Al I, Sharpton or anything I, like that. I, I agree with you, but if you ask um, black Americans if they feel like it's a melting pot, when are are they treated? fairly and equally to white Americans by the police, I think you would probably get a lot of answers that they don't. I mean, but, then again, Jesse that, Jackson... That they're not feeling assimilated. There are stories out there. I mean, Radley Balco at The Agitator reports that there are 40,000 um, are 40, armed drug raids or door-kicking-in door style raids by the cops on a yearly basis in this country. So, inevitably, there are probably several hundred of those that Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton could glom onto, but for whatever reason, they don't. Um, and I don't, you know, it's not my business to pick apart what, the, what reasons they decide to attach themselves to certain stories and, and why, and I'd 
really don't care. I'd rather they not. I'd rather hear less from them. Hey, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And in regards to the NRA and why they aren't covering these stories, it's political. It's all politics. The NRA is a politically based organization. As uh, as Gary pointed out, they come out during election time and they endorse certain candidates because they're political. They're not going to score any points. I mean, yeah, they might score some points with some gun owners when it comes to defending those who have defended their property against the invasions of the police. But at the same time, as you pointed out, Mark, the NRA has a lot of cops as members. The NRA has a lot of support amongst chiefs of police and police organizations and fraternal orders and that sort of thing. And uh, I don't know if they want to put that uh, political support in jeopardy. Who at the NRA, who at the upper, uh, the upper levels of the NRA, many of them who are probably former retired police officers or active uh, police officers, who wants to go out on that limb? I can't imagine that any of them do. Let's go to the phones. You can take control. Talk to old man Gene in Florida listening on WFTL. Hey, old man Gene. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I see you're, you're losing your jobs here, so uh, why don't you come down and meet me at the recruiting station, and we'll see if we can all go <laughs> in together. Why, why, we're losing our jobs? Yeah, I hear this is your last Saturday night show. How'd you hear that? That's what I heard. I, I'm not like, Where did you hear it from? Well, it was on uh, like the promo before uh, you started talking. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. I'm sorry that you had to to hear that. But yes, um, this is probably going to be our second to last show. Uh, on WFTL. On WFTL down there in Florida. They're revamping their programming lineup. Oh. And uh, they, they love, the program director loves our program. I'm not sure what the reasoning is for that. But it, we got another 26 stations. We'll be doing well, fine. Meet, yeah. meet me down at the recruiting station. They can use no, a couple we're, of we're smart guys like we're doing just fine, anyway. uh, old man Gene. We, we've got 25 <laughs> other stations that are carrying us coast to coast, and uh, that's on the increase. And thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And we might be back in South Florida. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free, so enjoy those on us. That does include, by the way, the bulletin board system over... 239,000 posts. I think we're probably over 240,000. I just haven't looked in a couple days. And over 1,400 people interacting. Lots of fun stuff and serious issues all being discussed, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support us, go and vote for Free Talk Live. By the way, Mark, what did we promote voting last night? Maybe five, six times in the month? Uh, tops. A handful of times? Yeah, we still won. We, we, we um, finished the month at number one again. Without promoting it every single night, which is good. It means we're growing, means our, uh, we're getting more popular, mm-hmm. more people are voting. We don't have to ask as often, so we're going to ask this time. Uh, it is uh, the beginning of the month, which means that if you voted last month, you can now vote again by going to vote.freetalklive.com. And we need you to do that. In fact, Mark, we've already accumulated over 400 votes in just less than two days here. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, but we're not that far ahead. No, that's true. It's still hot competition. We still we still need you to go and vote for the show at vote.freetalklive.com, and uh, it makes a big difference for us. Let's continue with the phone calls. It is Sergeant Ryan calling from Indiana, listening on WXNT. Hey, how are you doing? Great. What's Good, on sir. your mind tonight? Well, uh, you were talking about the military thing uh, yes. a little while ago, and I want to square everybody away with the facts. Because there's a lot of supposition on both sides, whether it's conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, uh, Congress, the cabinet, the president, and uh, I'm presently an instructor in the military, and I've, I've had four commander in chiefs. 
Okay. And first thing I want to tell you is, yes, they've lowered the standards, and that's really not even a correct term. The correct term is they lowered the entrance into the military and into the Army to get more recruits because they also found that through the broad spectrum of whatever whatever is a qualified uh, test, Littman test, if you want to use that as an analogy, intelligence test, they found that people that are of average intelligence can be trained for the military too and can do their job and do their duty. What I find appalling about people in our country is whenever people are saying that people are going over and dying for our country needlessly and everything, first of all, we still to this date have a volunteer army. Yep, that's people true. People volunteer to go in. They volunteer to do their duty. And I would like to, and what I would like to ask everybody out there is saying, well, you're killing our troops and all the protesters out there that are protesting. Our troops are dying for no reason. And that is absolutely false. What's the reason they're dying? <laughs> the reason why they're dying, not all of them are dying. When somebody dies for the country, they're dying in service to the country. No, they're well, not. They're serving. The they're fact, serving politicians. No, and you're absolutely right. Politicians do make, do make the rules. They don't. They they, they do make uh, have to do do with uh, making the laws. But what is exactly going is first of all, I want to ask all those people. When I was in, when when uh, President Clinton was my commander in chief, we went into Bosnia. I want to ask everybody out there listening: Are we out of Bosnia yet? I the would doubt is, it. No. Now, Look, we're not we out, of, out, we're of out of Japan yet. We need to be out of Bosnia. We need to be out of no, Japan. No, no, we need to be no, out of the Koreas. Now, I want to ask another question to everybody listening. Korea. The number one reason, what is the number one reason why we are in Iraq? Let's just talk about Iraq. And well, then there's two major reasons. I would call it the military-industrial complex. It is ne- um, it negative. Ma- I, I disagree, sir. Look, um, there's a lot of no. companies that make a lot of money selling boots, right. missiles, right. pencils, and all kinds of oil. other crap to the military. It is about oil. It's the second largest producing country in the world for oil. Mm-hmm. It is the number one reason. And now the number two reason is if we pull out this, if anybody thinks that our country, whether Democrats or Republicans, no matter what party they come from, they think that by winning an election that they're going to pull out of Iraq and give Iraq to the neighboring country called Iran, that is crazy and ludicrous. Won't be happening. You don't give power to a crazy leader and two terrorists. Well, they did. You, 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 you act like it's going to be easy for them to take over Iraq, and I doubt very seriously it would. Oh, They're going to no, probably no, have the same amount of problems we did. Oh no! Well, look how easy it has been for them to infiltrate with terrorists and everything. Didn't the, uh, didn't the government? Made it. Hold on. You, you know say what? you don't give power to maniacs, but didn't the government put Saddam Hussein in power in the first place? The U.S. government yeah. didn't. They do that? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. No, the answer is yes. That's okay. I understand. They don't teach you. They don't teach history very well in government schools that we went to. Oh no, to, no, the, they teach history quite well, sir. What the fact is, is there's facts of life that that happen. There's there's things in play, mm-hmm. and we're here to serve our country, home and abroad, in our interests. We Look, all. I don't have a problem the with the military. Uh, the problem that I have I is following bad orders. And it, it it didn't serve for the uh, uh, the officers at Nuremberg, and it shouldn't serve for our military. Well, Look, I don't want to pay to kill Iraqis, and I have to, otherwise I'm going to be put in jail. You know, I have actually well, a quick no, question that, for you, Sergeant Ryan. No, um, what you're doing is you're twisting you're twisting words. You know what? This country. Let me tell you what really what everybody needs to start doing. Whether you're conservative, that? like I said, or liberal, whatever. I'm needs neither. To start supporting their country 
in their achievements and their mistakes. When what? we can all pull together, we can make better decisions. Hold and, on, and hold that on, sounds hold like on. politician well, worship to yeah, me. What, what, when you say supporting their country, what do you mean by that? Supporting our country, the United States of America. We need to support our country and its achievements and mistakes. In mistakes. Can Whoever's you give me an example? Commander in chief. Pardon me? Uh, when you say in their mistakes, can you give me an example of what sort of mistakes we should support? <clears throat> uh, for mistakes that anybody considers a mistake. For instance, for instance, like going to for, Iraq. For example, going into Iraq. That's right. That's right. We are there. So whenever the government botches it up, whenever the government botches up a job, whenever the government screws something up, we should the support the government. Up a job. You said that. I don't think we. Oh, it sir, up. the government botches botches everything that it tries to do up. The government is miserable no, at doing wrong. anything, whether it's delivering mail or invading countries or whatever the hell it does. It stinks at it, and you expect me to support no, it for that? Opinion, You're nuts. Sir. But sir, that's your opinion. That's why you have your show, isn't it? So you have a freedom of speech, and that's why I'm calling. So I can express my freedom of speech. As a matter of fact, the United States military and our country are protecting your rights of freedom right now. No, you're not. Um, you're Yo, protecting. Yes, we are, sir. You're yes, doing we what are. the politicians order you to do without question. Now, I'm I'm curious. When you're in basic training, do they actually have you read the Constitution that you swear an oath to support? Sir, I've got a copy of con- Constitution. Would you like me to get it out and start reading it? Yeah. Why don't you take decorate? a look at the part? I think it's Article uh, One, Section Eight, Clause Thirteen. I'm not sure if I'm remembering correctly, but the uh, the part about how the uh, the, the military army should, the army should be disbanded after two years. Yeah, the army's only supposed to be around for two years and then disbanded because the original original intention of the Founding Fathers was that we, we not have a standing army at all. The Founding right. Fathers found a, a standing army to be distasteful. So, so is that, in your opinion, another mistake that should be supported? The mistake of ignoring the Founding Fathers and the Constitution and the original intent? Well, I don't think we are no, ignoring the Founding Fathers at all. You don't think so? That's your <laughs> oh, interpretation, no, though, isn't it? In your interpretation, it's different also, isn't it? Yeah. See, this is the problem with having a constitution is there's all this, these different interpretations. No, it's you know, not a problem. The how problem are you going to feel, Sergeant Ryan, when, uh, when the draft gets brought back? How are you going to feel when it's no longer a voluntary military? Well, as a matter of fact, here's what I really feel. Uh, when I served with people in, from Sweden and different countries and places, you know in Sweden that it's mandatory for people to serve their country for two years. Is that Sweden or Switzerland? everybody served their country for two years, sir... They probably have a different opinion and be a lot more supportive and patriotic. So you support the draft, then? I, I support if they if they decide to install that. I'd, I'd say it's a definite go. Why, um, why on earth would you, allegedly a yeah, man who supports... Country, now, Sergeant Ryan, I'm asking you a question here. Why on okay. earth would a man who allegedly supports the Constitution uh, want to violate the 13th Amendment prohibition against well, slavery? Not, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not violating the... The, 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 uh, the government would be violating it, but you're supporting it. No, you're, that's your interpretation. Sir. You just told me you support national service, sir. You support the draft. That is, that's I, slavery. I, if they decide to put that in effect, sir, I will support my country. Therefore, but that's you not supporting it. your country. Look, there's the highest that's law right. in the no, land. Wait, wait, Sergeant wrong. Ryan. Sergeant you're Ryan, the highest wrong. law in the land you're is the Constitution. When the politicians <laughs> say otherwise, when the politicians do things contrary to the Constitution, we are not supporting our country. We're supporting these I don't know, these guys that make money off of us. The 13th Amendment says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude. Abraham Lincoln was the first one to bring this crap in, and when they brought it in after World War II, it was... It, Abraham Lincoln, look what he did for us, sir. Oh, my look God, he's Abraham the worst Lincoln president did. we ever had. He went and well, slaughtered opinion, over a million of his own countrymen. It seems like, sir, that he's your, repre- what your, your intent is, is to cut down our country. No, you know, well, please, I love our country. <laughs> it's the politicians <laughs> that are destroying it. it 
It's the po- I love the country. I'm wearing my Captain America T-shirt right now. Look. Oh, well, one good for you, sir. Well, I'm just well, telling you. It makes as much sense as saying I'm going to blindly follow the politicians off into yeah, the war when they, when, they, when, they, when they set the, poli- the Constitution on fire. It's your word, sir. And by the way, I got the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution in my hand. I'm holding what the Bill of Rights. Like hey, we go. can hold them, too. Whoop-de-doo. You know what? Hey, Sergeant, if you'll hold on, I'd like to hang you through the break because this is good conversation. We've actually got callers on the line that would like to talk to you. They've got questions for you, so can you hang on through the news? Questions for me? Far away. All right. Hang yes, on through the news. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. We'll see if we can uh, help Sergeant Ryan understand why the draft is slavery and then find out if he still supports it because... A lot of people don't really understand that. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. We've been talking with uh, Sergeant Ryan from uh, from the Indianapolis area, listening on WXNT. And Sergeant Ryan is uh, currently active in the military. He is a uh, an instructor, apparently, in the military. And appropriately enough, he's been fairly fairly effectively indoctrinated into the system. Sergeant Ryan has been indoctrinated into believing in collectivist concepts uh, like the country, uh, being able to make decisions for itself. Of course, the country isn't really an entity. It's a place where people live. Of course, he's also conflagrating the concept of country with the concept of government and identifying the country as the government, when in fact they're two completely separate entities, if you believe the country's even an entity in the first place. So the country isn't deciding to invade invade Iraq. The U.S. government was deciding that. Um, And then we started getting into um, the issue of the draft. Because uh, Sergeant Ryan had originally pointed out that he likes the fact that the military is all voluntary. However, then once we brought up the issue of the draft and how he would feel once it was no longer all voluntary, he was in support of that. Because as he puts it, it, apparently we in America should support the mistakes of the government as well as the successes. And I'm still not sure where the government has ever succeeded doing anything besides harming, maiming, killing, and blowing things up. But uh, but I understand where he's coming from on that, in that um, you know he supports his government right or wrong. And it's sort of a nationalistic mentality. Uh, our American government can do no wrong, or even if it does wrong, it still deserves to be supported because we're Americans and, yay, we're the best, or something like that. But I really wanted to, to, to talk more about the draft, and then I know that we've got people that want to talk to you. Uh, Sergeant Ryan, you're back on Free Talk Live. Are you there? Yes, sir. And uh, I had asked you a question. You never responded to me. Go ahead. You sir, can throw you, that out have there. You ever, have you ever served your country, sir? Uh, I serve my country. I, military, I, I serve my country every day by producing a valuable no, product no, or sir. service have that people want. In the military? Answer yes or no. No have way. Have you ever served in the military? No, and I never then, will. Sir, no, I think it's wrong it, to be paid to be a killer. Then, then, sir, then give me a time to respond to you about that. The point I'm making is, sir, until you serve your country, you will not understand everything I'm saying. Oh, that's because I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have gone through the indoctrination process, is what you're saying, right? You know, and, and you keep saying that we, we kill and maim and blow things up and everything else. You that know is what, your sir, job, isn't country, it? Sir, our job is to protect our country and... Why and are you in other countries, We represent then? our country and our, and our interests home and abroad. We okay. help people through World War II, World War I, all the way back to the Revolutionary War. But people like you, uh, and, I'm, and now I'm stereotyping you, you're cutting it down. 
And uh, that's no, no. I, I cut down sir. the government, sir, not America. I love and, America. And I love the freedom that it stands for. Sir, and I uh, hate you, what the government's doing to it. Huh? Do you appreciate everything you have? You know what? I the do appreciate it. And the reason house, why I have those things... You, the amount of safety you have... The reason why you have that is because we have a great country. Uh, we have a great country, Sergeant Ryan. We're not, we're not saying otherwise. It's okay. the problem it's the government that with sucks. the politicians. Now, we haven't been attacked since the Mexican-American War. I don't think our uh, military has any Excuse business. Excuse me, we got attacked in 9-11. By who? By the terrorists, sir. Okay. Well, well that's we, not a country. You, have you found one? No, 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 sir. It, it's, it's very big. It, the terrorists is a very big organization. Uh, it's getting bigger if, as, as we go around the world and kill people's moms. No, 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 no. As, it go, as, as, as the hatred goes up, as freedom goes up and we spread freedom around the world, that's when the hatred goes up against us. How is it that, that um, uh, sorry, Sergeant Ryan, how is it that you can spread away, freedom sir, by away. dropping bombs on people? Pardon me? How is it that you can spread freedom by dropping bombs? <laughs> Sir, they're, they're, they're dropping bombs on us. They're blowing us up. Sir, yeah, you're in another country. Bombers. They're using women. They're using children. You're, you're in another country. Not just us, but other people. Right. You're, you're inv you've invaded another country. Um, you, no, of course people are going to fight you. We were invited, sir. We were invited. Invited by who? We went. We responded. Well, uh, I, I did not want you to go there. And I don't well, care if they invited right. you. you Sergeant Ryan, you, again, you disregard the uh, the original intent no, of the sir, Constitution. You, you disregard the founding country. fathers. You just don't care about the Constitution. Let the other people talk Oh, no, I care greatly. It's in my hand right now. Ooh. I've got the Bible next to me in the other hand. Ooh, a Bible thumper. Okay, up, good for you. What do you, you, know what? you want to read? Not Would you either. like to go to Amendment 13? Uh, yeah, okay, that's the prohibition. Ready? Let's talk about want. Amendment 13, the prohibition hey, hey, against no, slavery. No, why don't you listen to me? I'm going to read it to you. Would you like to hear it? Yes, go right ahead. Amendment 13, Section 1. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall been, have due, been duly convicted, shall exist with the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section 2, Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. And how is it the draft not a violation? Sir, it mentions nothing in there that the draft is slavery. Involuntary Next servitude question. is sir, what the sir, draft sir. is. Next question. Next question. Fire away. I just get read it to you. Now you okay, fire okay. away. Look, you, you, you don't seem to that. understand the purpose of the Constitution. The pro Constitution isn't there to define what slavery is, no. sir. We're going to take... Let me, let me ask no, you this. If I understand it's country. That's what I understand. No, Sergeant Ryan, let's talk about slavery. You can you, can you calm country. down for just a moment? We're going to talk about slavery. No, I want to make it so you understand what slavery is. Slavery is called no, involuntary no, so servitude, you know Sergeant. Is? Yes, it's, it's huh? being forced to perform some tasks at the point of a gun, at the threat under the threat of violence. That's slavery, sir. Wouldn't uh -huh. you agree? Uh-huh. I see. You, no, no, sir, I don't agree. You don't agree. You have never served your country, and, 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 and you're, you're, you're cutting down our country. Once you can you can that. you put that aside for just a moment and actually look at the issue of slavery? Or am I just someone you can't even no, talk no, to because slavery, I've never been in the military? Slavery has nothing to do with the draft. Can you get that through your head, sir? Well, no, oh, hold on, because you're wrong. You said that you serve no, the no, country. No, you're wrong. Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Ryan, you said you serve the look country, right? Look at the dictionary, sir. You slavery said you serve the country, equal, is that correct? Slavery God. does not equal the draft. Do you, Did you understand say that? that you just you just said that you serve the country in your capacity in the military? Is that correct? And I'm I'm very proudly and very okay. Happy so now, yes, if sir. you force somebody to do that, that's involuntary. So it's involuntary so servitude, as outlined in the Thirteenth Amendment, as illegal 
by the highest law in the land. If you if you get a spe- if you speed down the road and a policeman gives you a ticket, he's forcing you to pay that ticket, or you lose your license. Or I'm on I'm is on the government's road at that point. Oh, sorry, are you are you, are you for are you being forced in? Absolutely, forced I'm being slavery? forced to. Um, but, in, are you being forced into slavery? No, you're not. But There's I wasn't forced to go onto their road. I made a decision uh, to go on the government's road. Uh, I took my chances, and I I know that I've got to pay a ticket if I but you're not violate being the speed limit. Into slavery? Are you? Okay. What? Are you being forced into slavery? No, you're not. Let's keep it on the draft here for a moment. Now, you're go saying that it, it doesn't you say... Go for it. You're saying, Sergeant uh, Ryan, that in the dictionary, if you look up slavery, it doesn't say the draft. However, if you look up the draft, you'll see that it's very clearly uh, one of the synonyms is conscription. And then if you look up conscription, you'll find out that that is indeed slavery, sir. So perhaps you should check. The conscription means a compulsory enrollment of persons for military or naval service, the draft. Uh, compulsory means forced. Compulsory means you don't have an option. There is no volunteering. It is slavery. Do you understand that now, Sergeant no, no, Ryan? No, sir. No, it does not mean slavery. You're wrong. Well, what that's, what the, that's what the Supreme you're, Court would say. That at least they're on you're, your side. You're, you're doing the spin cycle, sir, but you're doing good. I'm using uh, the unabridged dictionary, Random House Unabridged Dictionary. Now, if you want to get okay. into semantics here, let me ask you this. How about this? If somebody Fire comes away. to my house, Sergeant Ryan, and points a gun at me and says, you're coming with me and you're going to do the work that I instruct you to do, does that make me a slave? Uh, it sounds like forced. It sounds like a forced, forced under weapons, doesn't it? Would that make me their slave at that point, sir? Gosh, gosh darn, I don't know. I never had that happen to you. Would you tell me about it, sir? It must have happened to you. You're talking about it. Can you answer a question straight? Do they teach you this in military recruiting school, how to avoid questions, sir? Because that's a pretty straightforward question. I've never been forced by a gun in my life, sir. I, I really am glad for you, and nor thankfully okay. have I, at least um, to, to my okay. face. But wouldn't you agree that that would make you a slave at that point? Uh, sir, I, I I I don't know how to comment comment on that. Being forced with a gun, I'd say that somebody that it sounds like an enemy has just come up and uh, taken me captive. That's what it kind of sounds what like. What would to you me. do now well, if you were if you were a free person and that enemy sir, came up and hold on now if you were a free person and that enemy came up and pointed a gun at you and demanded that you step yeah. into their vehicle and you be you do whatever they asked you to do, what would you do in that case, Sergeant Ryan? Well, I'd say that would be, that's a robbery, that's a, a force under fire. Right. What would you do? Uh, what would I do? Oh, sir, I'd fight back. Why? I'm a oh. free person, sir. But what if that person American. was wearing a badge? Hold on. We'll bring you back. We still have people that want to talk to you. 800-259-9231. He probably won't answer your questions, but if you want to try to ask him one, the Sergeant Ryan is still on the line. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Show is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are on the site completely free for you, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up version of the show, both totally free. The site's a lot of fun as well. Free Talk Live. 
Com. And Sickle CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Sickle knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for Sickle CAI. It's, uh, it's a bit of a frustrating conversation because apparently since you and I, Mark, haven't gone to uh, to the military since we haven't served in the military. Apparently, we're not good enough to actually uh, make uh, valid points to Sergeant Ryan. So maybe some of our callers will have served in the military. I know a number of them are on hold that want to talk to him. He's, he's Sergeant Ryan. He's on the line from Indianapolis uh, listening on WXNT. Now, before we get to those calls, Sergeant Ryan, uh, we were on a, just a quick line of questioning that I did want to finish up. We had talked about how if, uh, if a man with a gun came to your front door and ordered you into his vehicle so he could take you to wherever you wanted to and, and order you to do further things at the point of a gun, that you would find that a threat and you would fight back against it. However, if that man were wearing a military insignia and were wearing a uniform, then how would you feel about it? Well, sir, uh, that hasn't happened to me. Right. And uh, I see, I apparently you yet, can't sir. even like hypothetically no, think. No, you can't uh, even place no, yourself no, in... Don't deal. I deal with facts. If you want to talk about facts, they're fire away. Right, and the fact is, the draft is slavery, Sergeant Ryan, and you just no, continue to fact, deny that's it. Statement. That's your statement, not mine, sir. Okay, let's, let's, let, let, let me see if I can help you understand this. It's very simple. A military guy sir, comes to my house and says, Sergeant Ryan, put him down, please, because I can't stand it when there's crosstalk. This is how it works. They send you a letter. That says, you've been drafted. Congratulations. You are ordered hereby to uh, show up at XYZ military facility for a pre-draft processing or whatever the hell the draft letter says. If you don't show up for the pre-draft processing or whatever the heck it is, then you're going to be in violation of federal law number XYZ.773, whatever it is. And so, therefore, you could be punished by up to five years in jail or ten years or whatever the punishment is if I continue to ignore the draft notice. So, therefore, I continue to ignore the draft notice because, well, I'm a free person and I like my freedom and I'm not too interested in joining the military at the point of a gun or joining on a voluntary basis. So, I don't want to go to the draft board. I don't want to go and do those things. But, Yet they're going to come eventually to my house, and they're going to demand that I come with them. They're going to point weapons at me if I don't want to come with them, and if I decide to fight back against them, then they're going to shoot and kill me. Now, how exactly is that uh, not analogous to slavery, sir? How is that them not trying to put me uh, into their, uh, their slave program? Gee, sir, I've never heard of that scenario. I've never heard of anybody being at point blank or shot because they had served the country. As a matter of fact, if I recall one of my... Uh greatest heroes in the boxing ring was Muhammad Ali, and at one time it was Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay was a volunteer. He, he, did, he was a pacifist. He didn't go. They did put him in jail. He came out, and he was still a winner. Yeah. Okay? Well, what happens Next if you question, don't want to sir. go to jail, Next sir? Question. When you're jailed? Sir, he, didn't, he didn't get shot. Did he get killed? No, sir. That's because he fact. went to he jail, If he would have resisted, yes, he'd been shot. Yeah, if yes, he right, decided, sir. no, I'm a free uh, man, I'm not going to jail, they would have shot him, sir. Uh, they didn't shoot him, sir. Because he went that. with them. I they had guns on their hips, Sergeant Ryan. I am not on your level. In, in fact, You're obviously in not on our level. Okay. We figured that much no, out. No, Let's I'm go to the phones and talk I to Ken. Ken is on the line. You want to talk to uh, Sergeant Ryan? Here he is. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Good luck. Here he is. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, actually, uh, just, as far as you looking for credentials, well, uh, I was appointed to the U.S. military, uh, U.S. Uh, Air Force Academy back in 2000, and I turned it down because... I didn't want to go out there and, and bomb countries. I knew as Bush was coming into office that 
that's what I'd be doing for a living. And over and above that, once I graduated from flight training, they'd have paid me a quarter of a million dollars, you know, out of taxpayer money, which I'm too proud to take. But uh, get to my main point, and I was thinking as I was listening to the uh, the whole story here that uh, what you know what way I was going to take this angle here, and uh, you know the bottom line is. You know, I mean, A, what freedom are we, are we actually pres- preserving by going over to Iraq? And if this guy is the biggest pro-war guy out there, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, why, you know, why isn't he over in Iraq right now getting his, uh, you know, shrapnel in his knees and stuff like that? I, I just, I, you know, <laughs> what's he doing sitting in, in, in Indianapolis? You know, uh, just living his freedom while everyone else is over there dying for it. Unfortunately, Ken, it appears that the uh, courageous sergeant has hung up the line. I suppose it's possible he was accidentally, uh, you know, some sort of issue happened with a cell phone. But uh, maybe as soon as you got on the line with your actual military experience, he chickened out. You know, it's easy for him to sit uh, sit there and say, well, you've never served your country, so I don't have to talk to you. But I guess he didn't want to talk to you, considering you actually have some sort of uh, experience at all this. I just want to make a quick point about the draft, you know, and then... Uh, uh, the fact of the matter is that we all have a right to life, and uh, the right to life presumes the fact that we, we have the right to, to, to be as ourselves without any person or any supposed government taking that away from us. So the bottom line is that uh, we have all these, uh, you know, these amendments that give us all these so-called rights, and I'm not saying they give it to us, they recognize it, you know, it's, uh, from the, you know the government recognizes it via the Constitution or whatnot, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to make is that the Ninth Amendment says that all rights that were granted by, to the, by, from the Constitution says that uh, you know, all other rights that we are endowed with, or should not be, uh, uh, you know, construed or denied, being that they weren't li- especially listed. You know what I mean? So the yeah, I know what you mean, but apparently that all doesn't matter to Sergeant Ryan because uh, he can't really imagine the government doing these awful things. He deals he, in facts. He doesn't believe that the government has has ever done that to him, so therefore it couldn't happen to anyone else. We actually do have Sergeant Ryan back at this point. Sergeant Ryan, did you catch any of what Ken had to say? Yeah, I, I caught a lot of it, and uh, and like I said, I deal in facts. Here's Amendment Nine. Here's exactly what it says, word for word. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Well, at least he can read. What's the right to life mean, then? Well, sir, that's exactly what it says. There's a lot of interpretations out there, isn't (laughs) Why don't you read the Federal Papers and and get get yourself a real lesson? That's That's your decision. You no, were no, no, so, Father, what's the problem? Papers for you to understand. You're the military guy. You took an oath to obey and to serve the Constitution. You don't serve your your dictators and your, and your people who run run the show in the country. I don't serve you a dictator, serve the Constitution, sir. boy. But I don't serve the di- I don't serve a dictator, sir. Sorry. Uh, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm he's close enough. You ever seen the Defense Authorization Act, the Military Commissions Act? Yeah. Why don't you tell me what a real dictator uh, does with his, you know his executive powers? Uh, I believe we got rid of a dictator in the other country when his name stood on the thing. Oh yeah, and well, slaughtered, genocide. Oh, like, just like how we we brought him up and paid for paid for him throughout the CIA and all these secret missions that we've been paying for throughout the. the and how the do you know that, sir? How do you know that? Uh, oh, it's, I know that. It's, it's part fact. of history, fact, bro. Just like we we bred Osama bin Laden. Ken, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. We know it because it's part of history, and I understand that they don't require you to study history in the uh, in oh, the no, military. I understand that people make up things and they add. Oh things. no, no, no. it's it's a fact facts. that the CIA installed the, the Shah in the 1950s. It's a fact that the United States government installed Saddam Hussein, and it's a fact that mm-hmm. the CIA has been meddling in the Middle East for decades, sir. It's a fact. I mean, you can go ahead and do the research yourself and find it out. Of course, then again, the U.S. military probably uh, wouldn't write that very much. It's a fact that we have great institutions in our country. Some people have abused the power, and many, many people have served our country well since the very beginning of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, you're right. I mean, okay, that's fine. Organizations have done a great job, sir, at protecting our country and preventing things that you'll never hear about. <laughs>
Okay, the government's not protecting our country. Uh, individuals with guns are protecting this country. That's what's keeping America safe, not some, some government bureaucracy. Not some bunch of bureaucrats sitting around eating donuts and drinking coffee. I've still got a couple more calls for you. Hang on, Sergeant Ryan. We'll bring you back. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. I serve this country by doing a talk radio show. I, produ- I produce a product that people want on a voluntary basis. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll free at 800-259-9231. Phones are pretty loaded. That's 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. You can get over there and edit it to your heart's content. wiki.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. We are on the line with uh, Sergeant Ryan. He's currently active in the military. He's an instructor, uh, and he's calling in from Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. It's kind of hard for us to actually make a a salient point with this man, but maybe you'll have better luck. Let's uh, bring Sergeant Ryan back and have him talk with Paul in the United Kingdom. You're on Free Talk Live with Sergeant Ryan, Paul. Hello. Um, uh, Just uh, his point about um, almost following your president blindly into any mistakes or any good decision he makes, I find a bit strange. Because I'm sure that's what... The no, I didn't say that, sir. I didn't what? say follow blindly. I well, said support our country you, you, and you're achievement not and follow blindly. That means, but that means what the you whole country, is you are following blindly. No, that's not following. That's your, that's your interpretation and your opinion. I said it's time. We all support our country and it's achievements and mistakes. Stop cutting it down. Try, stop trying to find things wrong with it. It need to start finding things better for it. But you don't cut somebody Sir, down. Just no, no. Just like See, Sergeant Ryan, you don't get it. We're not cutting down the country. We're cutting down the government. There's a big difference. Why? Why cut down the government? The government's it's done a lot of great things for us. Look I disagree. Britain. <laughs> if it was Great Britain, we wouldn't be here. What? They made mistakes. Great Britain, England made mistakes. Therefore, our country was born. And I say our country's making mistakes. mistakes. And I'd so like to see I'm something darn close to a revolution with, within our government. Sir. Something great. Great Britain is still a great country, and we are great allies. I have a lot of respect for the British. But if it wasn't for their mistake, our country would not have been born. Well, shouldn't we Do have supported? Wait, shouldn't we have supported Great Britain back then by your logic? Because that was yeah, our we country then. Our government. We formed the government. There wasn't a government. Our government. Exactly. And now Great Britain supports us. And we support them also. We there wasn't a government while the revolutionary forces were in play. You're talking about the Sons of Liberty, people who believed in liberty and freedom and small governments. They rebelled against Great Britain. They didn't support it. That's they weren't right. a government. And now, and look and behold, we are a gr- two great countries on the same side. Well, Isn't what I wonderful? would say is that the real patriots here on the tele, um, um, you know, talking on this uh, radio show right now are the ones that believe in freedom and liberty, not in blindly following orders. You better believe in our government is involved in freedom and liberty. So is Great Britain. Sir. Please. Oh, There's no freedom and liberty at the end of a gun? Oh, uh, sir, nobody's get, putting a gun to you. Well, well, not to me, happen? but they certainly well, are to the Iraqis, and you, you claim they're how bringing freedom and liberty to in? the Iraqis. 
How would you know if the government's putting a gun to your head, sir? You know you served your country. If I don't pay Talk my property that. taxes, they're going to take my house by force, Sergeant Ryan. That sounds like violence to me. When? When, sir? When is that in fact? Uh, if when I don't pay my happen? property taxes. It's a threat of violence, sir. No, no, there's no threat of violence. Oh, come on. Why do you think people pay taxes? Because they feel good about it? They're doing it because they're being forced to. They're being threatened with jail time. And if they don't go to jail, they're being threatened with death, sir. Final comments from uh, Paul in the U.K. Okay, another thing is, is the reason Iraq attacked Iran is because America wanted it. The reason that many things happen in this world is there's a, pe- a bunch of people with a whole lot of money and they want something. And they've done it. Britain has done it in our empire. America has done it in their new empire. And they're going to continue to do it. And they don't give a shit. Okay, Whoa, we got to let you go. You can't say that on U.S. radio. But uh, thank you for the call, Paul. 800-259-9231. We're continuing with the calls here. It is Mark in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Mark, you're on with Sergeant Ryan. Hey, Mark. Hey, dude, what's up? Hey, not much. Uh, I just want to comment on this. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this guy. Um, I got four, I spent four years in the Marine Corps. I've caught up to your guys' show for the last couple of years. I've been studying, you know, the topics of liberty and all that. What we're doing is it's an imperialist, authoritarian foreign policy that's got to stop. And this is when I want to ask people, when does it end? Do you know what I mean? Um, people, some people, you know, say Cuba, Russia, China, all over the world we should be doing this. We're bombing people into submission all over the world for old agenda, you know, and who are we to say what these countries should or shouldn't be doing? You got a good point, sir. And I, I can't disagree with the point that you want to make. And who well, are? And, 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 this, and thank this, you for serving our country. Thank you well, for yeah, serving our okay, country. The, the idea of these two individuals, Mark and Ian, you're talking to are espousing, are the same ones our founding fathers had. And if there's any, they're not leftists, they're not communists. If there's anyone out there that's a true believer in the center of the Second Amendment, it's these guys. And they, the ideas they're, uh, they're preaching, they're talking about. Um, I mean, people just say it's kind of like cause and effect. You, you can't have these, you can't have these uh, wars, these invasions and uh, occupations uh, without something coming from it. You know, uh, every action is an equal and opposite reaction. You can't be doing what we're doing and expect people not to be mad. You know, like in Afghanistan, we're taking away their livelihood out there. Granted, it might be, you know, the drug industry, and we might not like that here. We have prohibition against it, but it's uh, it's disgusting, and people got to start really questioning it and. You know, seeing what other options are available on the table. Mark, uh, how do you feel about Sergeant Ryan's position that the uh, government should be supported, right or wrong? Absolutely not. The government, it's a, it's a, I've called it before the guys show, and I've talked about the book, Why Government Doesn't Work. All it is the Great coercive book. force. Um, like you said, people pay taxes because otherwise they're going to be thrown in jail. Yep. Um, and being a, a defender of, or just saying, you know, you you should believe whatever the government does. That's collectivism. It's a really scary concept. And people, you got to start looking up what the government's been doing. You know, if it's uh, not collectivism, it's certainly blind nationalism, that's for sure. Yeah, that's well, definitely yeah, blind yeah, nationalism. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking I'm, about supporting your country and its achievements and its mistakes. It's time to stop cutting it down. It's time no, to no, start no, no, building no, it no, up. It's not, it's, it's not, see, I love America, too. It's the government that we can't stand in, in the decisions, the policies that the government makes, you know, and, and the results that we see from them. That's what, that's what everyone's talking about. Mark, great call. Thank you very get much. Get out and vote next time. Get, get out and vote next election. But that doesn't make a difference. You vote for a Republican, they send us to war. You vote for a Democrat, they send us to war. They make the government bigger. The Republicans make the government bigger. It's constantly bigger, so bigger want, government. Anarchy? 
Huh? Said, what, what government you want? Anarchy I would like first? a free market, sir. I would like a free marketplace a where there is no I'd like a smaller government anarchy? where the politicians' hands aren't in my pockets all the time. Well, you get out and do your best to change it. Sir. I am doing you that every night. That's what we're doing here six you nights a week. Sergeant Ryan, we still have another call for you. Let's continue with that. It is uh, Alan in Texas. You're on with Sergeant Ryan. Hello. Can you all hear me okay? Yes, we got you. Oh, great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, first of all, uh, what, what the, Mr. Ryan doesn't understand is that it's no longer our military. It is a corporate military. If you look at the uniforms of the United States military today, you notice it says U.S. Army on it? And... Uh, if you look back in World War II, it was not a corporatized military. That's why you didn't see the U.S. Army badge on their uniforms. And documents have come out that the Pentagon works for the private banks and international bankers, not for the American people. So it's no longer our military, gentlemen. Well, it's it still, I don't know what it was like back in the 40s, but it was still bad news back then. They were drafting people back then. It was certainly not uh, a wonderful situation then. But, of course, you're right. The military-industrial complex has, has gained more and more control over the years. And, Eisenhower and warned us about and, uh, and we were warned about it. Of course, we didn't heed the warnings, and now look what we've got. Uh, thank and you for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Sergeant Ryan, any response there? Yeah, you know, and one thing I wanted to say earlier is that uh, I wanted to tell you that I want to ask you a question. If we did have the draft, okay, and, mm -hmm. and cut out all the stuff that's that, uh, whatever, slavery and all the stuff, analogies you're trying to draw, but if we had the draft, do you think possibly we might have some better kids growing up in this country away no. from drugs? Away from hurting other, and there's plenty of drug more, users in the military. Standard. Most of them are doing it. Uh, most oh, no, of them are doing not. before no, eighteen no, anyway. We do drug no, 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 there isn't plenty of drug users in the military. That's, that's not what I've been told. That's not from. Well, that's not from. What what you're hearing what you want to hear, aren't you, sir? Uh, no, I'm hearing things go directly from other members of the military who are just as reputable as you are, sir. Hey, Why Sergeant Ryan, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, I know I know of uh, military members who are involved in smuggling drugs. Fact. 800-2... I know of them personally. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Even in these remaining moments, we'll do our best to slip your call in. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are in the remaining moments of the live Saturday edition. Maybe enough time for your call. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, spread the message of liberty as far and as wide as possible, you should AMP the show. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We've got over 380 of our listeners that have uh, decided to become Free Talk Live amplifiers for as little as 3 bucks a month. And it's simple. Uh, all you have to do is go get signed up. It's uh, recurring credit card charges. You don't even really have to think about it after that. So for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can help propel Free Talk Live to more radio stations across the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty. If that's worthwhile to you, and plus you want to get some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum and chat room, all the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, talk to uh, ladies first, of course. It's Debbie listening on KUSA in Yakima. Hey, Debbie. Hi. What's on your mind? I wanted to talk to Sergeant Ryan. I couldn't handle him anymore, Debbie. He's gone, but uh, you can still make your points. Well, I hope he's listening because I want to say God bless you, Sergeant Ryan. And if I were here or anywhere else in the world, I would want him to stand by me and not you guys because you understand the cost of everything. The price of everything, but the cost of nothing. You don't appreciate our freedoms. You just want them. What? And you're cowards. Have you seen the videos I'm of a Daniel Pearl? Have you oh. seen the videos? 
of Daniel Pearl? What does Daniel Pearl have to do with the military and supporting um, foreign interventionalism? Oh, I see. I understand. The Muslims are bloodthirsty demons from hell. That's right. Wait, wait. We let you go for like 30 seconds. This is a conversation. God bless you, Sergeant Ryan. Thank you, Sergeant Ryan, for all your service. Now, uh, I bet she hung up. You there, Debbie? Yeah. See, uh, of course. See what conversation mm-hmm. we wanted to have a conversation. She didn't. She just wanted to get on the uh, the podium and and spout off. Now, um, you know, Mike, um, the, the the point here is is that we have demonized the people that we fought in war after war. It's not easy to go and shoot a guy in the head when you are a good person and you know that that person has a family, a wife, a kids, those kind of things. But when you take that person, you demonize them, you make them uh, you know, less Very than human, human, then it's a lot easier. That's what we did with the Japanese. It's what the, we did with the, Filipi- um, the Filipinos. It's what we're doing with the Muslims. It's what, it's what we've done. It's what people do. It's what humans do every time they get into a war. Those people on the other side well, are less the government than does. human. That's well, what the, me- that's case, the message the government puts out there. C- currently. Um, but, I mean, right. you know, that's what wars have always been, is the other team's bad, we're good. And, you know, I'm just not willing to say that uh, all the mu- Muslims out there are bad. No, they're definitely not. Uh, just as not all the Christians out there are bad. It's just not fair to make blanket statements like that. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, people like Sergeant Ryan and Debbie are the enemies of liberty. They don't realize it. Um, they're, they're, they're completely blind to it. But by blindly following the government and uh, supporting the government in the uh, terrible, tyrannical things that it does in the so-called name of protecting freedom, you guys are, are supporting tyranny. Uh, well, whether or not you not realize how our it. Founding, founding fathers would have been. Um, nope. they, they would have seen the issue. I found it amazing that uh, Sergeant Ryan disagreed with every single thing we said, but yet when somebody came on and said that he had been in the military, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the things that he said made, made made more sense, even though he was saying the same things we were. Uh, and Sergeant Ryan was just sort of nodding along there, and then even after he'd already said he'd agreed with what some of our earlier callers said, then he turned it right back around into his same old mantra of, oh, we've got to support the government, right or wrong, oh, they're making mistakes. But we got to support them. The hell we do. I'm going to continue to opposing this government because the government itself is a mistake. Let's continue and talk to Asaji, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Did I get it right? It, no, it's Asagai. Asagai. What's on your Asagai, mind? Asagai, yes. Um, oh, so many things. And I know we don't have much time, and I would like to take the opportunity to uh, actually maybe call in again next week so that I can have some more time to talk to you guys because there are so many points where I understand your point of view and I but I also understand that you have the ability to spin uh, a subject in your favor without taking uh, into account the entire thing Uh, one thing in particular he was talking about supporting your government um, in its in its triumphs and its mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, one analogy you can draw is: Are any of you married? Yes. Okay. Now, your your wives are not perfect, are they? No, not not at okay. all. Okay. And they make mistakes, don't they? Uh, yes. Some small and some huge. Mm-hmm. And what happens is is that you can still support your wife even when she makes a mistake. Even when you point out she made a mistake, but you don't 
toss her out the door. It's a bad analogy, and here's you why. You don't know. No, it's, it's, not it's a, a miserable analogy. analogy. Um, the reason why is because uh, we can voluntarily choose whom we would like to be our spouses. There was no volunteerism in regards to choosing this government. It was foisted at, upon at us, the, sir. Wait a minute. Okay, so then what is the voting process? Is the voting process uh, not that's a, a sham? voluntary? So, so every every election is fixed in your. I didn't no, no, say no. that. I don't think it's fixed. I just think that it's wrong for fifty one percent of the people to put their um to force their opinion on forty nine percent of the people. And okay, I would but, also um I would also assert further that most people in this country say that voting isn't worth doing, and they don't. So okay, therefore, because, what you've really got is fifty one percent of the people that are willing to go out and vote. But you see, you can't use that as, as an example of, of you being right because most people don't think changing the oil in your car is worth it either. But we all know that if you don't change the oil in your car, eventually it's going to break down. Yes, but, so they, but, if you, so but you, you have to deal with the repercussions. It, Hold on. You have to deal with the repercussions of not changing oil in your car, hence buying a new um, engine. Whereas when the government screws something up, I've got to deal with the repercussions. I've got to deal with the repercussions when the government screws crap up. I right. say and, we and need a smaller government. Okay, so now, so who you should be upset with are the people that aren't voting because if they what agree I, I, with why you, they don't have anything they want to vote for? It's Republican. It's big government you, Republican A versus big government Republican what B. What if all the people look? Look. What if fifty-one percent of the people want to sodomize me on the fifty-yard line of the Super Bowl? Does that make it right? No, absolutely not. Great. Absolutely then democracy not. stinks. So Let's throw it away. But then also, you also have to understand and take into account that it's not about mob rule. Yes, it is. Okay? It's, it's absolutely it's mob not, rule. No, it isn't about what mob rule. What is it about rule. then? Because if, if, it was, if the case is that all you need, all, all that's, that's necessary is a 51%, then... It's, it, it doesn't make any sense for anyone to say anything because the 49% can definitely sway 2% if they are right. If they can, what if it's if 75 they, to 25? Okay, it, what if 80% if of the American people? What if 80% of the American people want to sodomize me on the 50-yard line of the Super then, Bowl? Then what happens is the 20% I get sodomized. That's that, what happens. The 20% that are right need to work hard. To let the other 80% that are wrong. You're nuts. No. In the meantime, Mark gets sodomized on the front line of the Super right. Bowl. That doesn't and, say and that doesn't you know save what? my virginity. <laughs> but the, the, but the problem is is that it's not a perfect world. And and the thing is that and you guys it's are less perfect about, with a big giant democratic government. And I'm and I'm not saying that the government should be any larger. I, I agree with you well, in that the government the should, be, should be smaller. Great. Then we're in okay. agreement. Call us again I, sometime. I, we really appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Just enough time for some comments from Cato in Tennessee on the amplifier line. Hey, Cato. Hey, guys. Just a quick clarification. Corey May is no longer on death row. He's now serving a life sentence, and there was a lot of racism involved in that case. Uh, two words for Sergeant Ryan. Karen Kwiatkowski. Karen Kwiatkowski? Karen Kwiatkowski, the mm -hmm. lieutenant uh, colonel that left the Air Force, and pretty much um, she was in, at the DOD and pretty much spilled the beans on what actually happens in defense intelligence. And I was on a, a plane the other day with a very interesting guy. He spent decades in military intelligence. He was very upset about how the military has been used, including um, every war that America's been in recently, including the first Gulf War. He considered unjustified because he saw the intelligence and the threats were exaggerated or just falsified. Mm -hmm. And he also stated that 
because of groups like Blackwater and private contractors, the United States military, especially the Army, is losing its best soldiers because they can go to Blackwater and work for three times as much money. And it's leaving a hole with the best soldiers like the NCOs, who non-commissioned officers, sergeants, who anybody would tell you is the backbone of the military, they're, they're losing those guys to Blackwater, not working for the Army anymore. They're going and working for Blackwater. But, Cato, wouldn't everyone be better off if they all spent two years in military service? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you choose, that's your choice. But if you're forced to, as you guys pointed, rightly pointed out, uh, how can you say you live in a free society when you're forced to do something against your will? And I don't it know. Is at the point, it is at the point of a gun, no matter what people may say, no matter what illusion they may be under, it is the threat of violence that coerces people into doing things that they don't want to do. Yep, thank you you've got it, and thank you for That's the call. Good. It has been the live Saturday edition. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, it has been Free Talk Live. We will see you online between now and Monday night show. We do this thing six nights a week. You can join us online, get interactive with us on the bulletin board system and more. It's all for free, and we'll see you Monday night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.